0: Tuesday, September 21st. The Can You Fantasy Football Podcast. Cody and Nick here today. Al is out sick.
1: Hey, happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy end of week two or well, happy beginning of week three for fantasy players. It was a a heck of a week too, Cody. It
0: was indeed. And we had so much happening from Thursday night football of Graham Gano ruining your weekend if you're playing against a, a kicker, you know some some leagues still have kickers, believe it or not. I'm in many of them, and uh, your your weekend could have been ruined by just a kicker.
1: Uh it is the worst when that happened. Thank God I did not play against Graham Gano in uh, any leagues this week. But what did he put up? Twenty two points. Twenty two yeah, points.
0: It was it was more than twenty points. I know that depending on what kind of format you're in, if you do the actual a point per yard, you know, on sleeper, sleeper app, you can do point per yard for a kick and uh, other, other apps. You do that. The three points, four points, five points for uh, anything beyond 30, 40, 50 yards.
1: Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And having that happen against you on a Thursday is just an absolute gut punch. So glad it didn't happen to me. So you, you had a lot happening
0: between Thursday and Monday night and Monday, but Monday night football capping this thing off. Let me tell you this, Nick. Aaron Jones going into this week, we'll get to it in just a second. We'll get to our, our, start sit, uh, how we did from our start sit from last week. For those of our listeners who are wondering how we did on those, Aaron Jones was uh, a call to be a top five running back on the finish this week. He finishes as number two running back on the week behind only Derek Henry. And he won me my week. And I had no faith going into Monday night football. I was not even considering beating. Uh, Mooch and Abes, shout out to Mooch and Abes. I know both of them listen to this show. Uh, co-owners of, of that team or co-managers of that team. Uh, we <laughs> we are going into Monday Night Football. He has Devonte Adams up by 18 points and a half PPR. I had Aaron Jones going. I, I didn't even watch the, the first half very closely as far as uh, what kind of fantasy points were happening. In fact, I was just kind of messing around with some audio with uh, with our podcast during the game, but I could not believe in the second half, Aaron Jones just kept scoring and he
1: looked great as a receiver, Nick. Oh, he was all over the place on Monday night. I love to see the amount of work that he got in the passing game. It's something that we knew he could do. He was always handcuffed with Jamal Williams there. Obviously, Jamal Williams gone to Detroit. Now, Aaron Jones is, is, uh, is the lead man, the bell cow back four touchdowns. Uh, You know, I was going up against Aaron Jones tight matchup. Uh, my dynasty league. I wasn't real optimistic. Anyways. I had TJ Hawkinson up by one, my opponent, Vince, Vince, if you're listening, congrats, big win. Uh, And he had Aaron Jones. He absolutely smoked me. Um, The game started Hawkinson caught an early touchdown. I thought, Hey, maybe I can pull this one out. Nope. Nope. Aaron Jones absolutely went off and, and we, we, we all thought he was going to do something like this. I mean, we were all confident that was going to happen. Yeah,
0: his buy low window was shut rather quickly. I mean, you you had a poor performance from the entire Green Bay offense in week one. And if you were buying, buying, buying after week one, good for you. And if you're able to get Aaron Jones on the cheap or Aaron Rodgers on the cheap, you made the right call. Al had actually called for Aaron Rodgers in this game to be the number one quarterback on the week. And he wasn't too far off. I think Aaron Rodgers uh, had a great week. We'll get to those finishes and, and those games here shortly. So today's podcast, just want to, run down what we're going to go through today because we have a lot of NFL games to go through again this week Nick there's uh until we have bye weeks again this is going to be a wild ride for us to try to get through all these games and uh make sure that we get through all the players and injuries everything that's happening from these games so a little rundown we'll do some injury talk Nick Nick is our injury expert who's going to be giving us a rundown on the injuries that happened over the weekend what we think about those injuries—that's really important moving forward. I'm going to go through a little bit uh, from our start set from last week, letting our listeners know how we did with start set. I will spoiler—I uh, will give you a spoiler alert that uh, we only missed two of those start sets out of—I the, think there was 18 or or 20 of those start set questions that came in, and uh, we only missed two of them. I'll go through some of those, and then lastly, we'll just rip through all the games, give you a a heads up as to some of the players you should be concerned about some of the players, maybe to consider buying low on that we'll talk about later this week and everything in between.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was one heck of a week for injuries. Um, we saw, I think we saw five starting quarterbacks leave the game. Was it five? I think it was five starting quarterbacks leave the game, which is
0: all I remember, Nick, I mean, you, the injuries were happening And we are going into halftime for the one o'clock Eastern time games on Sunday. And the highlights of the week outside of injury were Sam Darnold and Tyrod Taylor, who Tyrod Taylor is on the injury report. So yes, quarterbacks were going down like flies.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't usually see a lot of quarterback injuries. They'll get banged up. They'll maybe limp off the field, but seeing them actually leave the game and, and not return does not happen a lot. And to have five quarterbacks do it this week, I thought was, was pretty crazy. Um, I don't know what you think about that one. Obviously you said Tyrod Taylor, that poor man cannot catch a break injury wise. And he was having a great start to the season. I,
0: you know, I hate to see that happen. It's his forte to come in, secure a starting gig. He continues to do it no matter where he goes. It's, it's absolutely amazing. If you want to look back, you know, just do a quick Google. If you're ever interested in Tyrod Taylor's career and where he ends up and, and starts the season as the starting quarterback for each of these teams and finds a way last year was a punctured lung from a doctor giving, giving him a shot. Uh, this year goes down with an injury and we won't see him this Thursday. It will be Davis Mills.
1: Yeah, that, uh, so I I can, uh, I can start running through these injuries here if you want. let's go, Um, but all right. So like we said, it was, uh, it was a, a heck of a week for injuries, uh, at the quarterback position. We had, uh, five quarterbacks leave the game. Uh, the first one that I'm going to highlight was Tua Tagovailoa. I know I said his name wrong. I always say his name wrong. I'm just going to just say Tua.
0: Tua. I'm just going to say Tua. Everybody knows.
1: I, so Tua left the game. It looked like he was in a lot of pain. Uh, he had x-rays taken. It's a rib injury. They didn't show any fractured ribs. They're saying it's badly bruised ribs. He's day-to-day right now and very questionable for this week's game. Uh, Andy Dalton left the Bears game with a knee injury. Initially, there was fear that, uh, well, fear, maybe not if you're a Bear fan, but fear if you're an Andy Dalton owner, uh, that it was an ACL injury or an MCL injury. It came back with no ligament damage. It is a bone bruise. They're saying he's probably out this week. They haven't announced for sure yet. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Baker Mayfield uh, had a left shoulder dislocation uh, while trying to make a tackle after throwing a pick. He left the field for a few plays. He did return to the game. I think he should be fine for this week. Um, if you're starting him, you, you could probably go ahead and start him, although there's some other injuries in that uh, offense that could affect you playing him as well. We highlighted Tyrod Taylor earlier. Uh, He left with a hamstring injury. He's already been ruled out for this Thursday's game. Guy just can't catch a break. He started off the season hot. uh, Was playing really well. He actually had Houston looking like a competent NFL team. So it'll be Davis Mills starting this Thursday against Carolina. And then Carson Wentz somehow sprained both of his ankles this week, that
0: man in bubble wrap and Uh, just cart him around, let him get his throwing reps in for the week, but cart him around. Do not let him do not
1: let him walk around
0: the facility this week. uh,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you know, they, I'm not sure how you sprain both your ankles. Obviously he was playing on a sprained ankle when he, when he sprained the other one shout out to Carson Wentz for his toughness. Uh, but this guy is another one that just seems like he cannot catch a break with the injury bug. Uh, Jacob Eason came in, he's an untested third round draft pick. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't see Wentz playing this week with two sprained ankles. We'll have to see. They have not made an official announcement yet, but I don't know how he would play on those.
0: And it's so, it's just so unfortunate too, because Michael Pittman, one of Al's favorite players, we talked about him in the start set last week between him and Mooney, we all went with Pittman. Pittman had a good week. He looked really good with the absence of Campbell. And now you're talking about a, a week where you don't have Wentz and I'm not feeling as
1: comfortable starting Pittman after a good week. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be real tough to start Michael Pittman this week, despite that great week too, that he had if Jacob Easton's playing, uh, so running back injuries this week, Delvin cook actually left the game twice. The Vikings game twice. We're Vikings fans. So of course we're whole, we were holding our breath that whole time. Uh, a lower he does that back. to us
0: every week, by the way, he makes us hold our breath every week, whether it's actually stays down or he's just down for a couple of seconds and then pops up every time he's down and just, I can just feel the, the room drop and then uh, every, it's every, quiet. Every, and then Dalvin cook stands back up
1: <laughs> every time he gets tackled. I hold my breath because it always looks so violent and he's, and then he's, you know, he limps off the field and he's back in next drive or he's back into the next series uh, but they're saying lower back and right ankle injuries. He played the end of the game. I, he should be good here for week three. If you're a Delvin cook owner, you should already have Alexander Madison on your roster. If you don't, and for some reason he's available, I say, go get him immediately. Um, Daryl Henderson, Jr. For the Rams rib cartilage injury. And that's gotta be tough for a running back. They're saying he's week to week. I don't, there there hasn't been a a official announcements for any of these right now. Everything I've read is a coin flip 50, 50 chance, whether he plays or not this week. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, 49ers do they have a running?
0: Yeah. Every single running back. See ya. Bye. Trey Sermon in for one snap concussion. See you later. Right. Was it a concussion?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Trey Sermon third round pick everyone's everyone's trendy trendy pick draft season uh not even active week one comes in week two finally finally gets a snap eight yard run gets hit hard slams his head on the turf out with a concussion they're saying he's not going to play this week or most likely not going to play this week elijah mitchell everyone's hot waiver wire edition last week exited with a shoulder injury. He's iffy for this week as well. He was the reason uh,
0: why that uh, Trey Sermon came into the game and got injured actually, not the reason he got injured, but he was the reason that Trey Sermon was the one taking that snap. That one snap that he got is because Mitchell had stepped out with a shoulder injury. I b- believe he returned from that shoulder injury and played the rest of the game, but something to monitor. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I believe so. And, and there, so well. we with all these guys, you got to keep an eye on their practice participation during the week and any news that comes out about them, obviously coming into Sunday, Monday games. And then Jamichael Hasty, the third running back on the, on the 49ers or second, possibly in front of Trey Sermon actually injured his ankle. And they're saying he's going to be out for week three and probably out multiple weeks. So the 49ers are completely banged up why uh, they, they really can't catch a break injury wise there.
0: No. And Speaking of injuries, Jeff Wilson is on IR right now, the actual IR for the NFL. Last I checked, and I know he was on COVID list. And I think he's back on IR. But when he is activated again, I, I hope that our listeners are listening to this specifically. If you have an IR spot and you can add a player directly from waivers to your IR spot, I would do that immediately for Jeff Wilson because upon his return... I think they're going to utilize them a lot and without Raheem Oster there for the rest of the year, something to consider. So just get ahead of the game and try not to spend a priority on them. If you can get ahead of the game now.
1: Yeah. And I'll just add to that. Uh, If you have a roster spot, if you have a late round receiver that is not getting any volume that you didn't spend a lot of draft capital on or possibly a second defense or something like that, Jeff Wilson would be a great guy to drop that player for and go get right now because he played great last year before he went down to injury. And I think when he comes in, he's going to have a real role in this offense.
0: Kyle Shanahan loves to run the ball and he loves running the ball with uh, people that he trusts. And Jeff Wilson's one of those running backs that he trusts. Uh, Any wide receiver or tight ends that were
1: injured this week? That's worth noting before we move on. There were a couple of wide receivers. So Jarvis Landry actually sprained his MCL. Uh, They were already saying week to week on Sunday when the injury happened. And it came out today that they put him on IR. So he is out for sure the next three games at a minimum. So that is going to be interesting. That's a big injury. Obviously Jarvis Landry, you probably drafted him as a low end wide receiver two or a high end wide receiver three. Maybe you're flexing him. So get him out of your lineups, get him on your IR slots. Uh, and then Deontay Johnson, another big receiver injury this week, right knee injury. They, he, he had an MRI today as of, as of recording tonight, they still have uh, not come out with uh, the results of that MRI. They're saying he's week to week. He hasn't been ruled out this week yet, but the reports that I've seen are all very doubtful that he'll be able to play this week. Deontay Johnson is probably a, a wide receiver two on your team. So yeah. that's quite, I
0: mean, that's, that's a significant injury. The good news about Deontay Johnson's injury. If there's any good news about any injury is that he did avoid a significant knee injury that would have kept him out or placed him on the IR immediately. So he is still being evaluated and we were hoping to see him back. I had gotten a, a few questions actually on Instagram. So reminder to follow us on Instagram. We're actually on Facebook now as well. Can you fantasy football It's C A N U fantasy football can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Got a message on Instagram, uh, just yesterday asking him about what should I do with Deontay Johnson? The guy can't catch a break. He was injured last year, injured this year. I will tell you this. If Deontay Johnson is healthy, I am starting him in my lineup every single week in a PPR format and, uh, rolling with it, stick him in there and not, not thinking twice about it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Roethlisberger loves to feed him the ball. His volume is always high. Juju and, and Claypool are the more home run hitters in that offense, but Deontay Johnson is the one that gets that volume and gets those PPR points. Uh, so we'll have to see how that is. Uh, glad that he didn't have a, an ACL MCL in uh, tear, something like that, that would put him out for the season or something that would put him on IR, like you said. So keep an eye on Deontay Johnson's injury status as the week goes on. You're, if you've got him, you're probably starting him. So that is a big one. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, Nico Collins uh, hurt his shoulder. He's on IR. I don't think anyone was starting him in the first place. Uh, Houston, especially now with Tyrod out. And LaVisca Shenault injured his left shoulder. Uh, he's day to day right now. It's not a serious injury. Uh, they they're thinking he'll be able to play this week, but keep an eye on that. If you're starting him or if you're using him at the flex position, other than that, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of significant injuries, uh, with the tight ends or, or any other receivers.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for the injury update, Nick. There was a lot to go through this week. We're hoping that next week they're aren't as many injuries to cover. We can get right into our segments. Uh, Other segments, I should say. Injury segment is definitely something we need to cover. So next is our start-sit results from last week. I wanted to give an update to our listeners to let you know how that all went. If you want to listen to that episode that was released on Thursday night. The first one that I have listed here, Cousins over Lawrence. Cousins had a great week. We will talk more in depth about many of these players when we get to the games themselves. So we won't spend a lot of time here, but cousins had a good week. Lawrence started off hot. Uh, my brother, uh, Jace, a shout out to Jace gave us a lot of these start sick questions, or at least a few of them, the very, very good questions that he had asked. And we, uh, we had went back, back and forth through texts about cousins or Lawrence. Lawrence obviously played before cousins did. he played at the one, o- one o'clock Eastern time. And he was, he was, uh, Texted me right away. He's like Lawrence started off pretty hot because he did his first drive. He had seven, seven or eight fantasy points, and then from there it was just a standstill. So Cousins with a great week, Lamar or Stafford. Uh, everybody here said absolutely Lamar. Al was the one person who he actually apologized ahead of time. He said, "Hey, if he goes off this week, which he probably will. Now that I'm saying this, uh, he, you know, and Al, Al could be wrong, but he really likes Stafford this week. Lamar." Nick had actually called for 80 yards and a touchdown. He had over a hundred rushing
1: yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, and, 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 just to, to break in real quick, that is the reason why you drafted Lamar Jackson. You didn't draft him to throw 300 yards a week. You drafted him because of the points he gives you with his legs. And he, and he showed that this week.
0: Yeah. He's, he's a tough player to sit indeed. We had Rodgers over Hurts, Winston, and Tannehill. Was, we were right about that call as well. Nick, where did
1: Rodgers finish on the week? I believe it was like QB5. I You know, I do not have it up right now. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have that up right now. But Rodgers looked great. I think he could have got even more. I mean, what did it do? 250 yards and four touchdowns, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he, he had the game script been a little different. It was obviously a close game coming into the second half. Had had that game stayed close, Rodgers could have easily put up over 300 yards and five touchdowns. He looked very good. Total opposite of how we looked in week one.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was correct. It was Aaron Rodgers comes in at the number five spot for quarterback. Finishes this week with 26.8 fantasy points for a four point passing touchdown league. Kirk Cousins right behind him at number six. So we just talked about Kirk Cousins just a, a moment ago. Debo over Antonio Brown. We talked about the, the situation in Tampa Bay as being a a revolving door of musical chairs, where you don't know who's going to be the odd man out on a week to week basis. This week it was AB's odd man out to his, his turn to, to walk away from the chairs. And Mike Evans certainly found a chair.
1: Yeah. I mean, one catch 14 yards. Unfortunately, when your receiver room is that crowded, it's, it's going to be tough week to week. And Antonio Brown put up, almost put up a goose egg this week. So obviously it, it, it's tough. Cause we can say this every week and he's going to have big weeks and he's going to have weeks like he did last week. But when you, if you've got an option, you know, like that to start over him, then I do that. So. Yeah. D- Debo Samuel had a pretty good week
0: as well. So uh, not, not terrible by any means. He was targeted often early and often in this game. Kittle the odd man out in that offense this week. But another one, Jefferson over Debo. So we said, "No, you know, Jefferson's a stud. We keep him in uh, over over someone who you got later in your draft who who is playing well. Debo is playing well. I think he's worthy of a flex spot. I already got the question this week. We'll go through it. Uh, Montgomery or Debo. I won't I won't uh, answer that now, but for a flex spot in a PPR league, that's something to to start talking about. Jefferson had a, a great week this week, obviously with Kirk Cousins going, going off. Uh One of our misses this week, which was uh, our two misses, we only missed twice in start sit, and they're very, very close. Uh Corey Davis, we said, has the safer floor. We were wrong. We said Claypool definitely had the higher upside. We were kind of wrong there too. I think Claypool finished with right around eight points for A half point PPR, both poor outings for those wide receivers and not much you can do about that. We ultimately went with Corey Davis over Claypool last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, neither of them played real well week two here. Corey Davis was the victim of a poor outing by rookie quarterback. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions, just never looked in sync all game. Corey Davis only had two catches for eight yards. Rough outing, uh, but I think he's still going to be a solid flex in PPR leagues going forward.
0: You know, I will, I will say this, uh, this, this interest, Oh, hold on. I got to switch it to half here. It was, it was, uh, it stuck in Or No wonder I had Debo further down in my, my list, but Debo Samuel, we said had a pretty good week. He still finishes the wide receiver 28. So think about that for a second, you know, outside of our top 24 wide receivers, he finished as a wide receiver three on the week and he had, a, he still had a pretty good week. So that kind of puts things into perspective of, Still, why you would start Jefferson, for example, over Debo. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Jamar Chase or Hollywood Brown over Landry. We talked about both of them being viable options. The the high upside, the blowout potential from Nick had talked about that from Hollywood Brown. He had a great week, put up about 20 points for half PPR. Uh, we get to that in just a little bit here. And uh, Jamar Chase had a, a good outing once again saved his day on one drive, was targeted a couple times on that drive and had a little bit longer score. Uh, right after that, actually on Instagram over at Instagram, we got to ask Higgins or chase. And we had actually said, if you have either of them, start both, uh, you know, so start one or the other, but if you haven't just to decide between the two, we lean Higgins because of the red zone targets. That was the case in this game. Higgins receiving more of the red zone targets, but Uh, chase ultimately getting that touchdown from a little bit further out, uh, go over a couple more here quickly, and then we'll get into the games from this week. We had Pittman over Mooney, Deontay Johnson, who was injured, but over Robbie Anderson, I am out on Robbie Anderson. We'll talk more about that. I had said that last week, Al was still willing to ride that, uh, ride that line of maybe I should keep Robbie Anderson around. I, I think I'm comfortable starting him in my flex. I hope he isn't anymore. He's not here tonight to defend himself. So we'll let him talk about that later this week.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love Robbie Anderson as much as the next guy. He was great last year, but it just doesn't seem like he's getting that volume this year. McCaffrey's back. He obviously missed all but three games last year, which really opened up a lot of targets in that offense. He's back target monster. DJ Moore has played really well through two weeks if you've got Robbie Anderson, I wouldn't say to drop him, but I would say to put him on your bench until he shows something.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, uh, he does, he does actually carry a
0: significant name in fantasy football. He has put up, you know, last year he put up a, a great season. So if you are sitting there and you have uh, Robbie Anderson on your roster and someone's willing to offer something of value for Robbie Anderson, even in, in a window where he's probably at his uh, lowest value, I would consider moving him if, if you're getting a good enough offer. But we'll talk more about that later this week. Aaron Jones, we called for a top five finish from Aaron Jones. He as the number two running back on the week. Wow, did he look good. Again, just want to say that. Rubbing it in Nick's, Nick's face a little bit. Sorry, Nick. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. It's like Monday night miracles happen. And that I was on that side of the coin. And you were on the other side where
1: it can be disastrous as well. Like, you know, I was hoping that he wouldn't, but let's be honest. We talked about it last week on the show. We, we all thought he was going to, he had a good matchup against Detroit. You knew green Bay was going to come out flying. They did. He was involved in the passing game even more than I thought he would be. So yeah, you know, it sucks. It lost me a week, but we knew it was going to happen. We all called for a top five finish. So I expected it.
0: Yeah. You didn't, you didn't, uh, exactly have the, the highest hope in the group chat last night, even going in tonight, You're like, yeah, I, I hope for a big night from Hawkinson, but it's not going to happen. I'm not going to come up with, you victory. know, what? and,
1: and, and for a tight end Hawkinson had a great game, but you're not going to compete with, with a, with a top five running back most weeks like that, unless they really put up a dud and Aaron Jones did the exact opposite of, of, of a dud. So he looked great. Right. And uh, our our other miss, we had talked about two misses
0: this week. Our other miss was Damian Harris over uh, Henderson, Daryl Henderson. Both solid, but Henderson had the edge in this one. Both scored a touchdown and uh, Henderson looked great. Also on the injury report though, as Nick had mentioned, so uh, Sony Michelle likely to step into somewhat of a role this week, whether it's a, a full... Uh, workhorse load or not is yet to be seen. So just uh, a heads up there. Uh, Henry and Carson, we said Derrick Henry is going to explode again. Another one of those players, just like Aaron Jones. If you got in on the buy low after week one, good for you. In fact, if you had Derrick Henry and Vince has, uh, Vince, Vince is somebody I've been giving a shout out to on this show a couple times, but, uh, Vince has Derek Henry and he was messaging me about how awful he has been this year at halftime of that game. So keep that in mind. He put up 47 points in, in a PPR a scoring format this week, 47.7. I had posted on our Facebook page. It's kind of funny. I said, who's going to be the next running back uh, that puts up 47.7 points or more? And it was Christian McCaffrey from 2019. And of course, that same week, Derrick Henry has to like
1: match that number Per uh, the decimal, so that was that was kind of cool. Oh, you know <laughs> what? A, what? Yeah, I I played against Derrick Henry in a couple leagues, and I I mean he he single handedly was winning weeks for for owners last week. We'll talk about it more when we we do our game rundown. But I love to see six receptions from Derrick Henry because that's not something you normally see from him. So yeah, yeah great day. We like I said, play your studs, especially in week two, just because they had a bad week one you know, you got to play him. And I think Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry were two that people were really down on after week one and they were the top two running backs in week two.
0: You always try to start your higher upside players and he will always be one of them. Henry and Carson over Barkley. Was that one? Got that one, right? We had talked about Barkley a little bit as Thursday night football. I had just gotten underway, Uh, talked about how we made that call earlier in that day for the listener who had submitted that question. Mitchell, who we'll talk about later had a touchdown called back and kind of put a damper on his day. We had a wash there it was Mitchell over Gaskin Gaskin uh, didn't look too good. And in fact, hasn't looked good through two games this year. So we'll get to him in just a moment. Mitchell over CEH was something that I had to uh, talk to one of our listeners about not just a, a quick, like one or the other. It was, it was a good thorough conversation and he ended up starting Mitchell over CEH, C-E-H Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, We'll talk about him as well, because that also him and Gaskin, both not looking too good. People want to know what to do with both of those players. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Mitchell over Claypool and Davis. Those are a wash. That's a wash there. Mitchell and, and Claypool finished at about the same place on the week. And then our last Instagram question from this past week was Gronk over Higby. And I am starting Gronk. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Gronk is somebody who I am looking to actually trade because again, Antonio Brown, we just talked about the odd man. out. you're going to have weeks where Gronk disappears, but so far he has looked incredible with Tom
1: Brady. Hey, trade Gronk now, you know, when he's playing, like it's 2009 uh, before he realizes it's 2021 here. So (laughs) yeah.
0: But don't trade them for nothing. I mean, no, 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 no. look to upgrade your team and know what you're doing at tight end. You don't want to just trade away a, a good starting tight end in your lineup. You want to upgrade at tight end. You know, perhaps Kittle, we'll talk about that later this week. Kittle, a buy low target. And maybe you can use Gronk to get someone like Kittle.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. We can talk about that more uh, later this week on our next episode. I love selling high in a guy like Gronk though in, in that offense with so many miles to feed.
0: Awesome. Well, there we are. We're going to rip through some of these games from this past week. A lot of games to get through as every NFL team played. And we will uh, give you some tips and updates on what we think you should do with some players moving forward.
1: All right, let's hop into uh, our recap of this week's game. We're going to games, excuse me. We're going to start with the Thursday night game, New York Giants against the Washington football team. Uh, tight game, uh, the, the Washington football team ended up winning on a last-second field goal, 30-29. to 29. Uh, Both quarterbacks played pretty well in this game. Daniel Jones, 249 yards and a touchdown, added 95 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Big week for Daniel Jones. Uh, watch that going forward. Taylor Heineke filling in uh, for an injured Fitzmagic Magic for Washington. 336 yards in the air, two touchdowns, did throw one pick, uh, but a good day overall. Saquon Barkley for the Giants, bit of a disappointment, 13 carries, 57 yards, uh, no touchdowns. He had two receptions for 12 yards, so a very average fantasy um, a day. Obviously, you probably drafted him in the first or second round, so that's a bit disappointing. Uh, On the Washington side, Antonio Gibson, 13 carries for 69 yards. Uh, He only had two catches for four yards, so another disappointing game for him as well. J.D. McKissick added 10 yards rushing. He did have five receptions for 83 yards uh, through the air. He did have a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, He's a guy that you can possibly flex going forward uh, on bye weeks or if you run into trouble. Sterling Shepard had another good game for the Giants, nine catches, 94 yards. Uh, Kenny Galladay, another disappointing outing, only three catches, 38 yards. He's not looking great. He did miss a lot of time in training camp and the whole preseason with injuries, so still kicking the rust off there. Terry McLaurin for Washington, bounced back week this week, 11 catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. He's someone that you've probably got in your lineup every week, no matter what the matchup. Uh, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, fantasy-relevant players on on either side. Darius Slayton did catch a touchdown. He had three catches, 54 yards and a touchdown. He's going to be a real risky play going forward. Washington didn't have a whole lot else going on. Adam Humphreys actually had seven catches, but you're not playing him unless you're really desperate. So Cody, any thoughts on this game? Yeah. Just a really quick note on Logan Thomas. He had
0: five receptions and 45 yards as well. So I think there are a lot of listeners out there that do have Logan Thomas wondering what to do with him. I don't think he's uh, buy or sell candidate. He's a, a hold candidate. You didn't necessarily have to pay up in a draft to get him, And I'm okay starting him as a mid-tier tight end. He was a, a, t- a touchdown away from being a good tight end on the week. Great tight end on the week. I think seven points and a half PPR from your tight end when you didn't pay up in a draft to get a top tier tight end is not bad. So you, you obviously got some other good players early on instead of paying up for those tight ends. Both kickers in this game just wanted to highlight just one kicker game. Uh Gano and Hopkins both went back to you know, back and forth, back and forth. Gano, uh, you know, I, I thought of this on my own, didn't have to pull this out of, you know, someone else's thoughts or ideas or off Twitter or anything. Um, uh, but I, I like the the you can gano your own way. Like it, if you could sing it, I'm not gonna sing it for you today, but Come on, let's hear it. No, 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 not today. Not today. Maybe in a future episode. If he goes off again, how about this? I'll make a promise to my listeners. If Gano goes off again and puts up nearly 20 points, I'll sing it for you.
1: Well, okay, okay. You got to specify, though. What are we talking nearly? We talking uh, 17? Okay,
0: all right. If he scores over 17 fantasy points in your traditional kicking format, I will sing the song for you.
1: Oh, I hope he kicks six field goals next I'll week. You, I got to hear this. I'll give
0: you my best Josh Turner voice. Actually, I'll, I'll go super deep and sing it for you.
1: <laughs> That's a deal, man. That's a deal. And and I just wanted to add your point on Logan Thomas. He didn't have a great day, but the, the whole tight end in fantasy right now as a whole, it has not been great so far this year. So if you drafted him, you probably drafted him as a starter. There probably aren't any better options on the wire. So hold him, start him. Yeah. He,
0: he is a, a good option in this offense. I think moving forward, Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, both are going to see a lot of targets and Heineke has proven to be a pretty good quarterback. So I'm, I'm interested to see, especially in, in two quarterback leagues, you should be starting Heineke in as your second quarterback. If, uh, if you're looking for a fill-in or even just someone to, to start on a weekly basis, but speaking yeah, he- of quarterbacks, Let's go on to Carolina and Sam Darnold. I talked about him being the highlight of the first half of those one o'clock Eastern games. Darnold Schwarzenegger,
1: baby. Let's go.
0: He, he looked good. Uh, he also kind of hit a wall at halftime. Uh, he looked really good going into half and didn't do much after that. Uh, this game, Carolina outperforms New Orleans Saints 26 to seven. What? I don't know what to do about Carolina's defense, Nick. I mean, New Orleans just came out in week one and slapped green Bay around and they, they couldn't stop anything and green Bay's defense didn't look all that bad last night against Detroit. So, I mean, I think Carolina's defense is for real. We're
1: going to have to watch that. And I think they're available in a lot of waiver wires. And they play Houston this week uh, with Davis Mills starting. So uh, just, you know, sneak uh, preview waiver wire ad here, Carolina defense.
0: Yeah, and in, in fact we should talk waiver wires as a part of these picks. It is Tuesday. Your waiver wires are running tomorrow. Um so I'm going to get this podcast released tonight, but uh, might not give you enough time. Again, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can send us these messages. Ask us how much to spend. Should I spend a top priority? What defense should I pick up this week? You can message us before these podcasts are released and we can get that information to you. Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown in this one. That's what I'm looking for out of Christian McCaffrey uh 29 total touches in this game five of those being receptions 65 yards on the on the through the air 72 yards on the ground looked great as always DJ Moore up and coming i i was calling for a little bit of a breakout year this year from DJ Moore especially for our dynasty owners he's only 24 years old and everything is just looking up from here from DJ Moore but outside of Moore and CMC i am not interested in starting any of these options for the rest of this season. I am interested in Terrace Marshall after this season, or maybe even later in this season, let's see how it it shakes out. But, uh, outside of that Camara, terrible, terrible game. Um, really hoping that New Orleans can rebound. You can, you can see what happens when Alvin Kamara does not show up. That team looked terrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Eight carries for five yards and, and, even more surprising, only four catches for 25 yards. I know that they were never in sync. It's tough. You can't put it all on Kamara, but that's a killer for owners that took him second, third overall in their drafts.
0: And look, we know that this week for waivers is a tough week to get back and know where we're at for who do you drop? Because you know, you're week two, you might've picked someone up after week one and they didn't perform or, you know, drop it. Uh, the, the dropped players, the hot, the hot drops from last week. Maybe somebody dropped Marquez Calloway. We give the recommendation to scoop him up. If somebody dropped him to just hold him on your bench and see what happens. We saw what happened and it didn't look good. I'm okay with cutting ties with Marquez Calloway to pick someone else off of waivers this week.
1: Oh, 100% two catches, eight yards. He only had one catch in week one. After that big preseason, he was a hot, you know, commodity, hot sleeper. Candidate was moving up draft boards during draft seasons. He hasn't shown much of anything yet. If you, if you're in a deep league, go ahead, put him on your bench and hold him. But if you're in a shallower league or you've got someone on the wire, you're looking to pick up, I 100% am fine with cutting Marquez Callaway.
0: And we got our, our next game here, Chicago best. The bangles in this one, 20 to 17. I will say this, Justin fields threw one of the worst interceptions towards the end of the game and almost threw this game away. So Nick, why don't we start there?
1: Yeah. You know, it, it, there was not a whole lot of good quarterback play in this game. Uh, Joe burrow had two late touchdowns that somewhat salvaged his day. He ended with 207 yards through the air, two touchdowns, three picks though. He got sacked four more times. That Cincinnati offensive line is not doing him any favors. Uh, Andy Dalton obviously got injured during this game. Justin Fields came in. He had some nice plays, but he looked like a rookie. Ended Ended uh, six for 13, 60 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. He did carry the ball 10 times for 31 yards. Fields is a guy uh, that will use his legs and has the potential to score a lot of points because of it. He could be a very interesting waiver Wire ad this week. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, huge week one, kind of came back down to earth here week two, only 69 yards on the ground. He did have 20 carries, though. Love the volume. Still love rolling uh, Joe Mixon. Only had one catch, which is disappointing. Uh, David Montgomery, another guy that we really like, only had 61 yards on the ground. Again, though, he had 20 carries. He's clearly the bell cow in that offense, and he's a guy that I'm still rolling with. Uh, Cincinnati through the air. We talked a lot about Cincinnati's receivers. Which ones do you start? Uh, It was Tyler Boyd in this game that led him in receptions. He had seven catches, 73 yards. T Higgins had six for 60. Jamar Chase had only two catches for 54 yards. He did salvage his day with a touchdown, which is nice to see. He seems to be Burroughs long, uh, deep target, deep threat, uh, which can really lead to big fantasy days any given week. On the Chicago side of the, uh, on the coin here, Allen Robinson had a very disappointing day. He only had two catches for 24 yards. He did score a touchdown to somewhat salvage that day, but real disappointing for a guy that you drafted as a wide receiver one or two. And Darnell Mooney, who, sorry, Al, you're not here. Uh, we know how much you like Darnell Mooney. Six catches, 66 yards. He had eight targets. I love Darnell Mooney this year. I love him as a, as a flex candidate week to week, he's starting to get that volume. So keep your eye on him. And if he's on your waiver wire, I would say, go get him immediately. This is a guy that I would pick up and drop someone like Marquez Calloway. Uh, Cody, what do you think about something like that?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think that's a, a great point, Nick. And uh, that's, uh, actually we just talked about dropping Marquez Call- Callaway for a player. I think this is someone who you target on waivers this week. I'm just gonna jump in and, and talk about Montgomery quick. I love Montgomery. I have him ranked uh, high as far as finish on the year. He does have a tough matchup next week. Let's not overlook the fact that he does play against Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns are ranked as the ninth best. They're in the top 10 for rushing defenses right now. Uh, they're only averaging 77 and a half yards per game in the first two weeks. So they are a tough defense and Montgomery, you know, he did have a a good game against the Rams who also, uh, last year had one of the the better running, running defenses, the rushing defenses in the league. Um, but he definitely gets a tough matchup here. And you know, that Debo conversation, I just, I hit it at the top of the show. My brother wants to know Chase, man, Debo Samuel or David Montgomery. And I'm going to have to think about that over the next two days here before I give you an answer.
1: Oh man. Is that tough? Because coming into the season, I would say without a doubt a 100% david montgomery but after these first two weeks and given the matchup that montgomery has next week that's a great question that's something that i have to think about as well
0: and speaking of the cleveland browns pulled out a victory against the houston texans who uh, if tyrod taylor stays in that game i would be interested to know how the the change would happen in that finish because or if there would be a change in the finish of that, of that game, because the outcome
1: Cleveland ended up on top, but Tyrod started out hot in that first half. And, and this just shows what a competent quarterback can do for a team because Houston was a team coming into the year that experts were predicting to lose 16 games or lose 15 games. And had Tyrod Taylor played that whole game, they could have been two and zero on the season after two weeks. Yeah, and
0: that's Tyrod's MO. He comes he comes out as a starting quarterback and he wins the first couple of games of the season. And then now you're sitting there like, "Now oh, what?" I will say this: something to note if people want to know. Deshaun Watson already ruled out for this week. Don't count on it. And we already mentioned that Davis Mills will be the starting quarterback on Thursday. So, Carolina defense, number 1 defense right now in fantasy, at least uh rushing defense. So I, I guess we can look at fantasy finishes, but they're they're up there for a, one of the top defenses so far to start the year, and they get a rookie quarterback, rookie backup quarterback. I will say that he wasn't drafted to be a starter. I don't think this year.
1: Yeah, like like I like I mentioned earlier, Carolina is a great waiver wire ad I, this week. The way I play fantasy football, I never draft a defense high. They're almost always my last round pick. So I just continually stream defenses through the year most of the time. And Carolina is one that I will be trying to get chairs of this week.
0: Someone to, to pay attention to in this game. So we're still on the Cleveland Browns here. Uh, Demetric, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Felton. Felton's the last name here. He is listed as a running back on, on the waiver wires, at least in sleeper. He's listed as a running back and scored a touchdown this week. In fact, had a, a pretty good week. He ended up receiving the ball, uh, 51 yards through the air, had a receiving touchdown and, uh, two receptions. He's listed as running back, but is likely to play in a slot receiver position for the next three games. After we we heard that Jarvis Landry went down. So Felton, someone, someone to look into, they were getting, I'm telling telling you this, Nick, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt had some touches and some touchdowns stolen from them in this game. Uh, Not very much for volume, but we had Andy Janovich who had two carries for a touchdown for the Browns. And then you had uh, Felton with two receptions, 51 yards and a touchdown. So Hunt wasn't very involved in this one. He did get 13 carries for 51 yards, but did not score. And uh, you also had Nick Chubb who finally put one in, which was nice to see. 11 carries only, so the volume was not there this week, but 95 yards on the ground and a touchdown with the reception. I'm not talking about anything besides Brandon Cooks on the other side of the ball. He had 14 targets, 9 receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Cooks is the only receiving option in that offense, so he's going to continue to get targeted. And the receiving options in Cleveland are a wash. I'm not starting any of those guys, and I hope OBJ is back, and I'll leave it at that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I've heard reports that they are optimistic. Odell Beckham can play in week three. So we'll see if that happens. If he does, he could be a good start with Landry hitting IR. Austin Hooper could be a good uh, stream play if you waited on tight end and don't have a a strong option there. But in my opinion, uh, week three here, Cleveland is going to really, really lean on that running game.
0: All right. And next we have the Rams. They beat the Indianapolis Colts 27 to 24, a tight one in this game as well. Nick, I uh, talked about Wentz going down in this one.
1: Want to walk us through the rest of the stat lines here? Yeah, it was a, you know, it was a real bummer. Uh, Carson Wentz getting hurt. Uh, he didn't look great. He was 20 for 31, 247 yards, a touchdown and interception. Uh, went down with the, the two sprained ankles. So we'll have to keep our eye on that. Uh, for LA, Matt Stafford, 19 for th- 19 for 30, 278, two touchdowns and a pick. Not a great day, but I still love Matt Stafford. Jonathan Taylor, uh, for Indy, 15 carries, 51 yards on the ground. Uh, he added one catch for two yards, no touchdowns there. So a disappointing day for Jonathan Taylor. It, going forward, it might be tough sledding for him if Jacob Eason is in there at quarterback. Uh teams could really focus on on, uh, on stopping the run for LA. Daryl Henderson had 53 yards and a touchdown on the ground, added three catches for 29 yards. Like we mentioned earlier, he is a little banged up. His status for week three is unknown, so keep your eye on that. Sony Michelle had a little more week, uh, work this week after Henderson got hurt, did have 10 carries for 46 yards. If Henderson doesn't play this week, Michelle could be a great plug-and-play as a flex or as an RB2 if you need running back help. I think Cody mentioned it earlier in the, uh, in the show here, but Michael Pittman had a great bounce back game, eight catches, 123 yards, 12 targets, a lot of work. Wentz was looking his way early and often. I love Michael Pittman. I love the the size. I love everything about Michael Pittman, but it's going to be awful tough to start him in week three. If Jacob Eason is in there, Jack Doyle coming back from the dead, Jack Doyle, five catches, 64 yards. I wouldn't expect that going forward. That's awful tough. Uh, He's real hit or miss there. Zach Pascal. After week one was a bit of a waiver wire darling. He did have five catches, 38 yards and added a touchdown. Uh, And then you look over at the Rams, another, another huge game for Cooper cup. He had nine catches for 163 yards and two touchdowns. Robert Woods added five for 64, no touchdowns. There did have nine targets. Both of those are good plays. Cooper cup is looking like a wide receiver. One Robert Woods, more of a wide receiver two. Uh, Tyler Higby with a real disappointing game. Sorry, Al. I know you picked him over Gronk, but one catch eight yards. That is a dub. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump
0: in here. Not interested in starting Pittman. If Wentz is not the quarterback this week, Zach Pascal definitely looks like the red zone target when Wentz is healthy. So, you know, Pascal's a tough start. But if you're playing daily fantasy, I've been rolling him out there, and he's been doing well, scoring two touchdowns last week and a touchdown this week. Can't expect that touchdown uh, to those touchdowns to continue to happen. You're going to see some regression there. But Cooper Cup, like you said, and Robert Woods back to back, going back to back in many of the drafts that we had in the fall. Um, but you're looking at Cooper Cup, and this is his team. You didn't know coming into the year wh- whether Stafford was going to target uh, more of a slot receiver. Uh, that like Cooper cup, then he would like an outside receiver, like Robert Woods. We've always known Stafford has thrown to the outside receiver in Detroit. So nobody really knew how to treat that situation. It is definitely Cooper cups offense at this point, And I'm happy with rolling him out there every game that I can. As oh my, man. As my wide receiver one, if you got him as your wide receiver 2 you're looking good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I only have Cooper cup in one of my leagues. I actually have Matt Stafford and Cooper cup in that league. I drafted him as my wide receiver two. Uh Keenan Allen as the wide receiver one. And I have been extremely happy with the early results. Stafford is, is looking to him constantly. He's feeding him targets. I think Cooper cup is going to finish as a wide receiver one this year in fantasy football.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, next we have the Denver Broncos beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 23 to 13. Jacksonville starting the season 0 and 2, Denver 2 and 0. Teddy Bridgewater looking great in this one. Not expected to throw as much as he did. At least I did not expect this. He was very efficient, 26 for 34, 328 yards, two touchdowns, four carries for only one yard. But uh, Teddy looks great throwing the ball this year. I'm glad that uh, he's doing well. I'm always, I've always been a big Teddy fan. So hoping, hoping that he continues on this streak. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, something to monitor. They had exactly. Split carries, 13 carries for both of them, 13 apiece. Uh Melvin Gordon had one more reception, two receptions total for him for 38 yards. Javante, one reception for 10 yards. Cortland Sutton, I am happy to see that he is back feeling good. It took that week one to kind of shake off those cobwebs coming back from an ACL injury, uh missing all of last season. And you had Jerry Judy go down in week one too, which is a huge disappointment. Uh not you, you hate to see that with a really good player that we're all rooting for coming out into his sophomore year going to break out. Uh, but as, as he's recovering, Cortland Sutton is going to remain the number one target in this offense. And I'm comfortable rolling him out as my wide receiver two in any of my leagues, uh, Tim Patrick with the, with a touchdown grab in this one, KJ Hamler looked good in week one, only had one catch for five yards in this one. So I'm leaving him on waivers. If you picked him up, please drop him. Uh, and, and if he goes off again, my apologies ahead of time, but I'm not interested in starting him. Trevor Lawrence had a really rough day. So did James Robinson and the entire Jacksonville Jaguars offense. I am interested in DJ Chark and more interested in Marvin Jones moving forward. If LaVisca is to miss any time, but I'm not going to spend any more time talking about the and two Jaguars. Let's go right into
1: Buffalo and Miami. Yeah. I mean, what, one thing I want to add there is uh, Tim Patrick only had three receptions for 37 yards. He did catch a touchdown. He is a guy that if you're desperate and you need someone to start this week, you can plug him in there, uh, especially in a PPR league, but you're not guaranteed. Obviously he can, he could be KJ Hamler next week and only have one catch. So yeah, Buffalo, uh, Miami blowout game bills, won 35, Uh Josh Allen, 179 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, not a great fantasy day. Uh, he didn't need to he need to. They won anyways. Tua, obviously, we said he went down early with a rib injury and did not return. Jacoby Brissett came in, 169 yards and an interception. Maybe in a two quarterback league, you could pick him up if you're desperate, but I would have real trouble starting him in any leagues. Devin Singletary looks like the lead back in, in Buffalo here, 13 carries, 82 yards and a touchdown. Uh, That's two good weeks in a row. Zach Moss was active this week, but uh, only eight carries and 26 yards. He did have two touchdowns. Could be the goal line back there. Again, those two are tough to start tough to know week to week. Miles Gaskin has been a real disappointment for Miami. Uh, Only five carries for 25 yards. Cody. We talked about this a lot coming into the year, how he didn't have the draft capital how they could move on from him at any time. And it seems like they are just not committed to him as a lead back. If you drafted him as a running back too, hopefully you have someone else you can plug in. Miles Gaskin is on my bench right now. Uh, if I have any other options, uh, Stefan Diggs did catch a touchdown 60 yards and a touchdown here uh, on the Miami side, Jalen Waddle, rookie Jalen Waddle had six catches for 48 yards, did have eight targets, which is nice to see. Uh, Devontae Parker, five for 42 for uh, with, on nine targets. None of them had real good fantasy days. Mike Gasicki put up a goose egg week one. Uh, did have three three receptions for 41 yards. I have trouble starting Mike Gasicki. He's very inconsistent. Um, I know my brother has been Mike Gasicki's number one fan uh, since he was a rookie. He drafts him in every league. I don't know why. I know he's got all the talent in the world but he just can't seem to put it together here. Cody, you got any thoughts on this game? Yeah, just one thing to add here.
0: It's the running game in Buffalo. It's Singletary and Zach Moss, and they will continue to cannibalize each other's fantasy ceilings. I am not interested in starting either of them. I did pick Zach Moss in a couple of best ball leagues, which means for those of our listeners who don't know what best ball is, best ball is a a draft format that you draft at the beginning of the season, and uh, you just you don't set your lineup. You just the best players of that week that are on your roster are plugged in as, as they finish above some of the other players on your bench. Uh, so that's where I grab Zach Moss. Cause I don't have to worry about whether or not to start him or single Terry best ball is the only place I would ever consider taking either of those two running backs and plugging them into my lineup. If you're very desperate and you're really hurting at running back, I understand. I would start single Terry Zach Moss until we see something differently. If, you are in that situation.
1: It's tough to start either of them. And, and any given week, Josh Allen can take most of that rushing work as well. So very tough to start them. If you have to flex them, or if you have to start them at running back, Singletary has got to be the man, at least for now, but tough week to week to know which one.
0: Yeah. And you have Will Fuller that's coming back this week from Miami. He was out for personal reasons last week and, uh, see if Tua can come back and play this week pretty bruised up as, as we've gotten the report from, from Nick and uh, we'll move on. We'll go to new England and the New York jets
1: battle of the rookie quarterbacks.
0: Oh, this yeah. Battle of the rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, 7.44 fantasy points on the day. Zach Wilson, 6.3 fantasy points on the day. What a battle.
1: Well, 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 wait a second. I mean, if you penalize for interceptions, Zach Wilson could have been negative there. Well, it depends on, yeah, it depends on how many <laughs> uh, negative points you have for
0: interceptions. You know, if it's two or three or four or one, it definitely changes things. I will say this. There was one point in time during this game, I texted you guys and I said, I'm a big Zach Wilson fan. I'll just come out and say it. I love Zach Wilson. I loved him coming out of college. when the When everybody knew that he was going to the Jets, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them the Adam Gase out of there. I'm going to give him a chance. I love Zach Wilson. I love the, the prospect that he has, you know, the, the talent, the arm strength, all of it. And at one point in this game, he had four receptions or sorry, he should, might as well. He should, should have been a receiver in this game. He had four completions and four interceptions. So he had completed a pass four times and then completed a pass to the other team four times. And I I just couldn't get over that. I was like, you know, I get it. Rookies have slow starts this season. This is beyond a slow start for the jets. I, I feel bad for all the jets fans out there that had some hope coming into this season, that things were going to be different.
1: And it looked like uh Ryan leaf against Peyton Manning out there. Not that Mac Jones played that well, but oh, Zach Wilson did not look good. I think he bounces back though. Hey, every rookie's going to take his lumps at some point. You knew it was going to happen at some point happened week two. Let's see how he bounces back in week three here.
0: I cannot believe you just compared Peyton Manning to Mac Jones. Or uh, way uh, around. Okay.
1: Well, I just, I meant that, uh, you know, Zach, <laughs> Zach Wilson made him look like Peyton Manning because he looked so bad.
0: Fair enough. And I actually, I'll read you the stat line from Mac Jones, 22 completions of 30 attempts, 186 yards, no touchdowns, no rushing ability in this game you're not going to get much rushing out of Mac Jones at all. So I, I guess that it, it was not a bad comparison, an efficient passer Peyton Manning, but only threw for 186 yards, no touchdowns. That's the non Peyton Manning part of it, but no rushing, <laughs> no rushing yards. There's another comparison.
1: Hey, well, yeah, uh, pretty true. Pretty true. pretty
0: true. <laughs> So uh, Michael Carter got some carries in this one finally, but that, that running game and just anything in, New York right now is stay away from it. Elijah Moore, I'm hoping that the season turns around for him. Also, one of my favorite rookie receivers coming into the season here. Corey Davis had a great week one. Two receptions for eight yards in this game. I can tell you this though, Nick, their game plan, the Patriots game plan coming into this game was to shut down a rookie's number one option, and that was Corey Davis in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean basically... if if you look at the stat line (laughs) Braxton Burrios led the jets in receiving seven for 73, he had 11 targets. The Patriots basically just let him get open over the middle for these short gains. They took away all the big plays. They took away Corey. They took Corey Davis completely out of the game and it obviously worked for him 20, you know, they won 25 to six. So.
0: Yeah. And you know, Patriots defense comes out on top in this one. Four interceptions, four sacks on the day, and six points allowed. So they obviously played well. Uh, Nothing else to highlight from this game other than Damon Harris did play well. He had 16 carries, got the volume, 62 yards, and a touchdown, and got one reception in this game. James White also had a day with six receptions, 45 yards. So that was uh, a majority of Mac Jones's passing was to James White.
1: Yeah, and James White is a guy that you can flex week to week just based on his receiving potential. He had six catches catches for 45 yards. You know, that's 10 points in a full-point PPR league. So he is a guy going forward that you can flex if you need to. And also note that for the Jets, their receiving uh, core is about to get even more muddled because reports are that Jamison Crowder is potentially coming back here for their week three game.
0: All right. Well, that wraps it up for today's episode. We'll be back again tomorrow, finishing up the other matchups from week two. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Remember that uh, that is where we are at now, Instagram and Facebook. Can you fantasy football, C-A-N-U fantasy football, and leave us some questions over there.
1: Yeah. Make sure you hit up the uh, Facebook page instagram page send us your questions we love to see them uh send us those start sick questions we're we love answering them and uh thanks for listening